Hey, it's Chris from the Classic Metal Show. Just wanted to make sure you never, ever lose the CMS to the corporate entities of the world taking us down. Subscribe to our podcast by following our feed, https colon slash slash j dot mp slash cms feed j dot mp slash cms feed just plug that into your podcast player and you'll never lose us it's uncensored and it's controlled by us not any main tech giant so do it today fucks I guess we could uh, get rolling tonight with our first guest. Let's get rolling to uh, with our first guest tonight. We've got um, Detroit guitar virtuoso, Mr. Sammy Bowler. Sammy, man, thanks for coming on with us. How you doing, buddy? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. Appreciate it. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah, nice to meet you too, man. Well, we're definitely going to you know, get into talking about your brilliant uh, debut solo record called Kingdom of the Sun. Uh, that came out just past spring. But before that, why don't you just tell us uh, what you've been up to, you know, since this pandemic started? I mean, I hate asking these pandemic questions in a way. I'm kind of getting sick of them, but it's it's a reality, right? I mean, we got to do it. <laughs> but I know, yeah. I know, you know, I know you were you were one of the unfortunate ones, man, who happened to release your record uh, just as this whole man, you know, whole menace was starting. Correct? If I recall. yeah, my record yeah. came out about uh, a week before the first lockdown. Uh, so okay. it's a little bit crazy, but, um, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's been interesting. You know, this is like my first summer home and in, in quite a few years now. So it's, it's okay. been taking some adjusting, you know, Yeah. but, um, it's been all right, man. You know, it's, it's one of those things just everybody's in the same boat and, you know, all musicians yeah. are just kind of trying to find different ways to perform and, you know, just keep going. So I've just been mm. doing a lot of videos, um, a lot of, mm. a lot of shows like this, you know, just you know having fun yeah what else so. can you do right this is really kind of it's kind of what you're yeah. you're left with you know to do but um no but thanks for coming on are, are you recording you know any uh so what have you been doing obviously since the pandemic like you said you've been doing these uh you know doing videos you're doing uh podcasts are you recording any new music are you do, gonna do any live streams or covid quarantine cover songs what you yeah, got I've done uh, I've done a few uh, live streams so far, especially when it first okay. like th those first uh, few weeks of quarantine when everybody was online doing the uh, live stream. I, I, I did quite a few, and uh, okay. we did a show from the studio. Um, the vinyl version of my album just came out like a month ago, so we did a show from the studio. Uh, oh, cool. About a month ago, yeah, that was really fun, man. That was that was really cool doing with the whole band. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been working on new music. I've been doing, I worked as like a session guitar player a lot uh, here in Detroit. So I've been doing okay. a lot of sessions, especially like the past couple months. It's been, the studio has been pretty busy, which is cool. Uh, mm -hmm. But I have a new single coming out in a few weeks, which I'm excited about. We just, we just cut it uh, oh. pretty recently. Oh, awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm working on a new record too. So yeah, really? I think a lot of people right now are just working on music, you know, either, you know, writing or finishing albums that, uh, that maybe they've had on the back burner or maybe they just haven't had time to finish. So sure. it's, it's been fun, man. You know, it's, it's one of those things where you just kind of got to take it one day at a time, but that's being a musician anyway, you know, it's, it's a okay. one day at a time thing. So. Yeah, no, true. Good point. Well, kingdom of the sun, man, it's your, it's your, you know, your, your debut solo record. It's a great listen. Uh, it's definitely quite a change too, for you going from sort of a traditional, you know, four piece hard rock band with your old outfit, citizen zero to now, becoming an instrumentalist with your own band um and 
the first thing I noticed was that the riffs and music overall in your solo band here is much heavier. I mean, you could definitely tell that despite the you know virtuosity of your playing, you're definitely a metalhead at heart. Am I correct on that? <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks yeah. for checking out the record. Um, yeah, I'm def I definitely grew up a metalhead, man, for sure. Okay. Uh, and I still am, you know. I listen to a lot of different kinds of music, but uh, yeah, with with this, um, I'd never I never even attempted to do anything instrumental before. Um, but uh, after I got off the road uh, with my old Dan, uh, like almost three years ago now, um, I was just kind of looking for something new to do. Like I was kind of burned out on all the stuff I had been playing, you know. So I started to come mm -hmm. up with some new melodies and approaches to playing. And once I had a few ideas, I, I showed them to uh, my friend Steve, who produced the album. He's like, man, you know, you should really, really try to do this. You know, some of this is really cool. Mm -hmm. So that's when I kind of came up with the idea of trying to put a band around it and, and do a full record, you know. Yeah. So cool. it's fun, man. Whenever you as a as a musician, like you mentioned Leland Sklar, that's first of all, that's awesome. He's going to be on the show. That's <laughs> amazing. He's like like a hero of mine. He's awesome. But, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. he's he's always been changing his whole career, you know, mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. that's a big thing about being a being a musician or any type of artist. You know, it's always trying to grow, always trying to find something new. So sure, sure. Yeah. No. And speaking of change, I mean, this the thing about you going now from, you know, what you did with Citizens Zero now to be in, you know, on your own and and doing the instrumental um, circuits is, you know, you. You're now playing to a whole different audience and fan base than sort of the regular, you know, radio rock one you had previously with the old band. I mean, talk about you know the right. differences and challenges, you know, going from one, you know, that genre, and then now all of a sudden going to the whole instrumentalist community, which is definitely a drastically, I think, different than what you obviously did with Citizen Zero. Much different it, audience. It it is a different thing for sure. Yeah. Um, like with um with Citizen Zero, I mean, I always kind of grew up as more of like a band type guitar player, you know, like. What made me want to start playing guitar was Van Halen and, you know, the first Ozzy records and, you know, stuff like that, where the guitar playing was, you know, the, at the forefront, but it was still like with a singer, you know, so mm -hmm. for as far as like writing music uh, with a band, I was always more like a riff guy. And, you know, you think about mm -hmm. the vocals, you know, it's like a different type of composition. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as like the transition, like before the pandemic started and uh, my band now is... Uh, playing shows just as a three-piece instrumental act i mm. it was a really really fun challenge because trying to make a whole set interesting with just the guitar you know making the guitar the voice of the band mm. um that's that's a really cool that's it's i just am fascinated by it and it's been a blast yeah. you know because uh there's a little bit more room for like improvisation too which is cool okay. mm -hmm. but um we definitely uh i think a goal a goal for us as well was even though we're instrumental is to still be able to play with like traditional rock bands you know so that's cool. what we were kind of do, starting to do before you know obviously live shows shut down but yeah. uh yeah it's fun it's it's a blast man i, I really i really love it so far i can't wait to get back to playing man it's been it's been a bummer but everybody you know that's what everybody's yeah. saying but, right yeah. well dude i i, I want to expand on that a little bit because i you know certainly i get it in the live setting in the live setting, using the guitar as the quote-unquote voice, you know, opens the door for a lot of improv and a lot of jamming. And you know, mm -hmm. as long as your as long as your rhythm section can follow along with you, you know, it, it makes it kind of easy. The other side of that, though, is I always envision that it's the reason we don't have more guys that do instrumental, you know, solely. I mean. You you name off Eric Johnson, Satriani, and Vi, and then you're then you're reaching for guys. You know, right. after that, there's really not many that do it. 
I've always thought it's because it's got to be harder to write music that way, to to write focused material without a singer to almost follow along with. Is that is that how it was for you, or is it super easy to write for you? That's a, that's a wonderful question, man. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say it's. Um, I wouldn't say it's more difficult. I would say it's definitely different. You know. Um, that's one thing I was talking uh, when the record was getting mixed. Uh, it was mixed by a guy named David Bendith, who he comes from more of like a, a radio rock type background too. Sure. Like he's done a lot of like um, he's done like Paramore and Bring Me the Horizon stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he's calm. He's going, dude. I'm getting these mixes done, and I feel like I I, I like I feel like I'm not done because I'm so used to mixing. You know, like getting the track going and then putting the vocals in. You know, right? But uh, I to me I I I love it. You know because it's still like a collaborative thing, you know? Um, like I'm one of those people where if you're, if you're playing with a band, um, like I, I like playing with guys that really put their creative input in, you know, just like when you're in a band and you're writing songs, it's like you're working it out and you know, the drummer goes, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know? And that's kind of like the approach I tried to take with, with this as well. So really it's the same thing, except when it just comes time for, comes time for the melody, it's just, I just try to find something that I really love on the guitar. You know, sure. to kind of bring it home like what a singer would normally do <laughs> nice dude i i love how casually you throw david bendeth in there like he's just another studio <laughs> guy you know meanwhile he's awesome man. he's he's his resume if anybody wants to look up an amazing resume that guy that guy is amazing and and one of the night i actually worked with him briefly not not as a musician because I stink, but but as a oh, um, <laughs> as a um, kind of a consultant with a band called Picture Me Broken, which was Brooklyn Almond's band, you know, oh, wow. ten years cool. ago, and and he produced their album, so I I got to chat with him a little bit, and that guy has insight for days, which I'm sure you're you're aware of. I mean, just just listening to him talk about music is fascinating man it's for you as a as a musician and as somebody that's an accomplished musician i've got to imagine working with somebody like him that has that kind of knowledge does nothing but help you develop and grow not only individual songs but you know as an artist in general no big time yeah big time dave's uh dave's like you said he's so knowledgeable and has been i mean he's been he was an artist before he became a producer like he had some hits in the 70s stuff as a guitar player and a um and uh, yeah, when it came time to like, when he kind of came into the, the album was done. And when he came in to mix it, um, he, he was just, he's awesome, man. Cause he's a, he was like the perfect person to do it because not only is he a producer and a great mixer, but he's a guitar player too, you know, and, and a really great guitar player. So uh, yeah, he's been, we've just become good friends, man. Um, like we've worked on a couple of things uh, since the album came out together and uh, yeah, man, he's just, he's helped me out a lot. Um, and that's that's kind of like the role of being a even though he didn't produce that my album um that is the role of like a producer um like I, i'm really lucky uh when i was 19 and i started playing with citizen zero um they were already working with like one of the best producers in detroit his name's al sutton okay and uh he owns the studio that i work out now but um he's kind of like a guy in detroit that's known for like finding young bands like he's the guy who discovered greta van fleet initially oh, a few wow. years ago okay and uh at the when i met him he he was uh he did kid rocks early records so he, okay. he was the one who kind of helped him get off the ground but as like having a mentor like that like he's helped me almost more than anybody just to, you know teaching me how to record teaching me how to no man you don't want to do that there right. you know sometimes like little things like that when you're really young um that, those could make a big difference you know no question man yeah and dave i've seen dave do that with a lot of artists too sure. even though i haven't known him as long 
Uh, well, maybe you'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure if you're working with him now, he, he's going to put his clutches into you a little bit and and you know help you right along, man. He's uh, awesome, man. Yeah, he is. is definitely is. Now, now, Sammy, I you know obviously switching from traditional band to instrumental band, it's not only a change musically. I know that's the easy thing to say is that, okay, well, it's just one less guy, and you know, you just go out and do your thing. <laughs> but business wise, I envision, I imagine anyway, that it's a completely different thing. I would imagine that there's a lot more looking at finding movies or tv scores to get your music into as opposed to the traditional put out record find gigs to play go play shows have you have you a thought about that or and b have you been able to do that or is the pandemic really putting the screws to all of that uh as far as like licensing i know i know uh, some of my friends that do that it's been pretty tough during the pandemic like a lot of the stuff is shut down True. um I think I think for me uh, that's that's a great question too, man. Like the difference between like business wise, just being a solo guitarist compared to you know being in like a more traditional band. Sure. Um, for me, like I feel really lucky because I learned so much. Like you learn so much from being in a in a band that's on the road and you know like has a record out and gets signed and stuff. Um, like I feel like a, a lot of the stuff I learned during those years uh, with my previous band, I kind of try to apply to what I'm doing now. You know, even though it is a different approach, where it's like you know we're not going to the radio stations at 7 a.m. and singing, you know, after the gig, you know, worn out. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I definitely am aspiring to kind of do like a hybrid thing, um, where it's like you know we still go on the road and we still open up for open up for bands and we still tour with rock and roll, man. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, um, instrumentally or whatever, like with rock and roll, you really got to play out all the time, you know, and, and that's, that's how you, that's how you get fans, you know? Sure. Um, but, uh, for me, I, I think with instrumental music now, a lot of it, at least with guitar, um, a lot of it's just more online, you know, like on YouTube and Instagram and stuff. So, um, yeah, I feel, I feel really lucky. Like I've had, I've had since the records come out, I've had some luck with some of that so far. So I'm just trying to keep it rolling. I'm just trying to do everything I can, you know, just from, from here in Detroit, just from my apartment. Sure, man. Yeah, you know, I would, uh, Sam, I just want to take you back a little bit to to Citizen Zero, because um, I really felt I really felt that you guys really put out a really solid debut record, um, Thanks, and, and I know there's virtually, you know, there's been, and no pun intended, there's been zero news out of the camp. I know it's a bad joke, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but but some, I mean, for you know, it looks like pretty much, I guess, the band is pretty much done. You know, it, it just shocked me because, like I said, you guys really did put out a great, you know, record. Um, did did it did you guys i mean did the split happen with you guys did it have anything to do with the fact that you know wind up you guys were on wind up records and i know it folded i believe pretty much soon right after you guys released that record um did that have anything to do with you know maybe causing you know what happened to the band you know no longer being around you know now yeah yeah that's a great yeah. question too man yeah we had a ton of we had kind of a tough tough luck um yeah you did like yeah. when you're when, when you're when you're a young band and you work like at least in our case like we worked so hard to finally get a, get a record deal you know mm -hmm. and when you're kids and you get a record deal you think well that's it we did it you know you made it like yeah me, me and the yeah me and the drummer are celebrating you know just hanging uh -huh. out about you know but uh yeah unfortunately like pretty soon after our record came out they ended up uh getting pretty much shut down they were bought mm -hmm. out and then ended up folding so we ended up on like with another record company, um, okay. which was great, like because we figured, you know, our record cycle just kind of started. So that kind of like 
allowed us to keep going and tour on the record, you know, mm-hmm. which we worked really hard on and we're, and we're really proud of, you know, and still am like, yeah. I still, I still am proud of that album for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, after that, it's just like, just uh, with other business stuff, you know, it's, it's pretty hard. We just had some tough luck, you know, yeah. and just with other stuff, you know, we ended up just, we were going to do another record uh, with another label, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, we ended up breaking up soon after we had the demos for it. So a lot of it's written mm-hmm. and we do have some pretty good demos. I, I was, somebody was asking me about that uh, the other night, like if we ever would consider like putting out some of the demos we had written for the second mm-hmm. album, which I would do. I, I, I talked, I play with the drummer from Citizen Zero all the time mm-hmm. um, and he's, he's been working on, with me on some stuff now. Oh, cool. uh, we were talking about that like man i we do it you know we they're they're good sounding demos they're not like we were still gonna go record it and with a producer and finish it you know more like more like a traditional record but mm-hmm. you never know man i i i i think some of it may see the light of day eventually cool man awesome yeah well and speaking of you know uh you were talking earlier about the business aspect of now being you know an instrumental artist um what how's your experience been with a small label like you're on now with kenny right records you know because i mean wind up was you know at one point wind up was like considered the largest independent label in the world you know when was, you were, yeah. yeah yeah when you were get you know i mean obviously bands like creed evanescence finger 11 i mean those are huge names do you find it more to your liking you know having a bit more you know freedom with your art like with what you're doing now compared to having you know a bit more say financial and tour support you know that bands get from a big label like you had on wind up i mean sometimes too i stress the word sometimes that doesn't always happen but do you do you enjoy having more of the artistic freedom with what you're doing now or or is it you know do you kind of maybe miss or you know wish you had that sort of also financial and tour support like you probably had with uh wind up um that's that's another wonderful question you guys you guys really know you guys really do your research man um uh it's different. It's definitely different, but um, I feel really lucky uh, with the with the label I'm working with now, uh, Candy Rat Records. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been amazing. Like uh, it's one of those things where you end up so close to the people that you work with, and they've been so supportive. You know, mm-hmm. um, I just I just feel re- really lucky to like kind of have another crack at it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been awesome, and I think it's a little bit different now. Like. Even like you're saying, like with Wind Up, they were they were definitely like a um, a, a huge label at one time, and we're still really big uh, toward the end as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think artists still now, as opposed to maybe like ten years ago or twenty years ago, the artists have a little bit more control than they used to. I would say, at least in the rock in the rock world, like okay. with mm-hmm. Wind Up, they were pretty open minded to like what what they wanted us to do, who we wanted to tour with, you know, stuff like that. Um, that was my experience at least. Um, and I think now with, since the, the record industry is changing so much, um, it, I think it's it, that type of approach is more common, I would say, okay. as opposed to like, you know, in the, in the two thousands when they were going, yeah, you're covering this and you're doing that and that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. so, so Sammy, uh, you know, no one knows what's going to happen. Nobody really knows what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone six months from now, a year from now, whatever. As an artist and as somebody that this is your business and not just your hobby, you right. know, how do you, how do you even balance what you're going to do next? I know you, you know, you're a musician, you write music, you you record music. That's only going to sustain you for so long and it's not going to sustain you financially. It'll sustain the creativity, but how do you temper the waiting game that, that everybody's in with, you know, actually 
making a plan that, that, that will go next that you'll go to next you know yeah yeah it is a little bit it's pretty interesting you know not being able to plan super far ahead you know like everybody's hoping to go back out on the road next year but we really yeah. nobody really knows if that's i'd be surprised um at least early there's not going to be much going on until later in the year at the right. earliest i think but um for me, like I, I feel really lucky because as a guitar player, there's there's kind of like a lot of different avenues you can take to to make a living, you know. Like um, uh, like I'm really lucky. Like I've I I teach online just from putting music out. I've gotten a lot of students online, you know. So I can spend some time doing that. Um, I spend a lot of time doing session work and playing with other artists, which is really cool. Um. You kind of have to do a lot of different things as a musician. Like if anybody out out there that's listening to this and you know is aspiring to kind of, you know, do it themselves, that's that would be my advice. Like, no matter how 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 big you get or your band gets or whatever, you always kind of have to be looking for different avenues to to keep going. You know, right? Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. You know, I'm I'm like you know I live alone. I'm a I'm a single guy, so it's a little bit easier. But for some of my friends that have families and stuff, yeah, I mean, you have to you have to always be searching for, you know, what's next. Right. But um, I feel I'm in a pretty good spot now. So, well, if I was given advice, I'd say don't because it's, <laughs> it's don't way, don't get into music. Yeah, it's way <laughs> yeah. Busy these days. Man. It's, it's just for for a million reasons. It just it just seems like it's such a hard business now. You know, it, it seems like to get to that point of the reward. It's almost a hundred percent luck now. Where back in the day, it was maybe eighty percent luck and twenty percent talent. It's almost like the talent piece is just kind of dissipated now, and it's just sheer luck. Um. Yeah. I. There's. You definitely. There is. There is such thing as luck. You know. There's that. There's quotes. I think Steve Jordan said it. Uh, I don't know if you guys. It seems like you guys are big studio guys. So I'm sure yeah. you love Steve Jordan. Mm -hmm. Um. He said, you know, luck is when, what is it, when opportunity meets preparation or right. preparation. Mm -hmm. um, and I think my advice, you know, I get, I get asked that a lot. Um, like, you know, should I, should I have a backup plan? You know, I really want to be a musician, but should I have a backup plan? You know, um, and for me, like, I'm somebody who's definitely struggled, you know, when I, when I, it's has not been the easiest road, you know, being a musician is not the easiest thing in the world. You know, that you, sure. everybody goes through hard times. Um, but I, I would say you really have to devote your life to it. So I, I say, don't, don't get a backup plan because it's, that's what you're going to end up with. You know, um, being a musician, it's, it's your life, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a choice, you know, it's, it's, what, it's the way you see the world, you know? So everybody's path is different. And I think a big thing is just listen, listen to your heart and, and trust your, you know, trust your gut, you know, and most of the time, if you do that, you'll, you'll make the right, right choices. There you go. Perfect. Well, Sammy, the new record, it is called uh, Kingdom of the Sun. It is uh, it's a fantastic listen for anybody that is into A, instrumental music, and B, something with an edge to it. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. It's definitely much more edgy than a lot of the noodle stuff that most people think of when they think of it. So, <laughs> it's true. So, yeah. Thanks, man. Mm -hmm. so, thank Sammy, you so much. Yeah, and thank you for coming on, man. Yeah. We really appreciate you taking a little time to talk with us here at Aftershocks. No, thanks for checking. This is a real honor, man. Thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for checking out the record and and listening to it. It really means a lot. Thanks for awesome. having me on. Yeah, all right, it, guys. all right, take yeah, care, buddy. Guys. Thank you. Take care, man. Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook 
Instagram, and Twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast. And be sure to subscribe, listen to, and review all episodes on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other podcast platforms. For your music listening pleasure, visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com. For all comments and questions, please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com.